terrorize the world. Hello everyone, I'm Brian. And I'm Nick, and you're listening to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. So today we're talking about Friday the 13th Part 2. Overall feelings about this film, when it ended, I felt like I had very little to talk about. Um, I was worried going into the episode that I wouldn't be able to say much of anything beyond general remarks, because this, to me, was um, almost exactly like the first film. And in my mind, like beyond the intro, it was almost identical how everything unfolded. And in in my mind, this is, um, I don't know, a sequel is either going to innovate on the original or it's going to replicate it. And to me, it it replicated it. And that's fine because the formula worked really well in the first one. It was fun. But this now doesn't, it doesn't have the novelty of being uh, the first film to do this. You know, the first Friday the 13th was the first Friday the 13th. It was the first time this exact formula was used. The second one, it's the second time it was used. And they didn't do anything drastically new. Yeah, the ending, there's some stuff in the ending. But I don't know. You know, it it was fun. It was fine. But it didn't have the kick that the first one had for me. Um, But I am, just like the first one, again, I'm open to you teaching me why this is so good. uh, Because I, I didn't see it in this one. The thing I liked about this film the most uh, was the beginning. I loved how they just blatantly kill off the main character, the final girl from the original film. And actually, fun fact, uh, Adrian King, who played uh, the original final girl... She actually asked to have little screen time in this film because she, uh, since the first movie was so popular, she obtained a stalker who actually threatened her life by pulling a gun on her, which she actually talked him out of it, and it saved her own life. Uh, but she didn't, uh, she didn't know that her character was going to be killed off until she got on set uh and some people say that the reason why she was killed off is because she asked for too much money so they axed her but regardless i think it makes complete sense as to why she was killed off in the beginning of this movie because she killed jason's mother and i think that jason witnessed this and comes back for vengeance. And the, the the funny thing is, is that's the only time, if you're not considering Part 8 or Jason X or Part 9, I believe, where he leaves camp. And it makes complete sense. Uh, you know, the only, re- the only reason why he left camp uh, Camp Browns in the first place is because he wanted vengeance for his mother because he loved yeah. his mother so much. Now, now that you talk about the opening 
that opening um, scene, uh, scene there. I, I like that. I, I do like the idea of killing off um, who would probably become some kind of cult icon after the first film, right off the bat. Um, and I, I think that set up a grander film than was delivered um, because the camera work was awesome at the beginning. You really got that stalker camera following her all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what they delivered was, again, serviceable. It was fine. But that opening sequence, I really did like that. The reason why I, I, I completely understand how, how you feel towards this film, because this film definitely was lackluster compared to the original film because uh, part two actually went into production four months after the release of the original film okay so do you think this is rushed along in production do you think this was um i think definitely it was definitely rushed by paramount because they you know they saw how well this was doing and they were like oh we got to make another film we got to make a sequel. We got to release it as soon as possible because it made so much money. And uh, there were talks of, you know, bringing Jason as the new killer, uh, Sean S. Cunningham, and Victor Miller. Victor Miller was the writer for the original uh, script of Friday the 13th. He came and, back. Uh, Tom Savini, who was the uh, effects artist for the original film they all left because they thought that bringing jason as the killer was a dumb idea <laughs> really yes they all thought okay this makes no sense whatsoever what was he you know what was he doing to sustain the life on cap grounds you know yeah sure um hmm. the first movie had a feeling you know like, I, I didn't love it, but I liked it, and I, I got it, and it was fun and interesting, and it had a feeling behind it that this one didn't have. And I do wonder if maybe the, the huge change to the writing and the effects, if that had something to do with it. Maybe it was rushed to your write all that. But it, it did, it felt like an extension, and it felt like a replication of the first one. On the other hand, I, I really, yeah, and there's honestly nothing to talk about for me, like, those that that summarizes all of everything I feel about this movie beyond the fact of you know the ending does introduce some interesting ideas like um, we get to see a grown up Jason. Um, mm-hmm. I like the tagline for the second movie: "The body count continues." It's kind of a mundane. That's exactly what this movie is <laughs> like. It's a continuation of the kill montage. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were talking about the ebert and siskel thing last time where they said this is literally a movie about stabbing like the and that's fine like i disagree with them it's like yes it is but that's okay like it's fun um (laughs) the body count continues i like that and these films are just to like you know sit down with a group of friends get some popcorn popping and just watch people get hacked to death and just root for the killer you know or root for the final girl and uh you know i i did like the shrine that was cool that reminded me of halloween where it just like it got it got dark really fast and um you saw the sweater his mom's sweater was laying down there by her head like he was trying to recreate her Mm -hmm. and just had bodies lined up around him i like that because that we get into the mind of how deranged this guy is 
Um, and I, I actually didn't think the ending was dumb. They, they kind of did a replication of the jump scare at the end of the first one, but this time he comes out of a window. I kind of thought it was fine. I, I liked it. I, I, I love the shrine. I, I love everything about that. It's just so cool. You know, mommy's head. This is where he yeah. lives. You know, I felt like I didn't hate the ending either. I, I did, like sometimes it makes me jump when uh, Jason pops through the window and grabs uh, Jenny. So besides, you know, Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller and uh, uh, Tom Savini not making a return, somebody that does make a return uh, actually throughout the whole franchise is the the person who scores the film, uh, Harry Manfredini, which he does an amazing job. There's there's not much to say, just that he's such it's such an iconic, you know, sound. When you hear Friday the Thirteenth, you know, you think of the music, and you think of, ma ma ma, you know, kill mommy kill, and uh, yeah, it's just it's he does a really good job. Something that I did not like about this movie is when they killed off Crazy Ralph. Which was the uh, the guy the 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 guy that makes the warning of doom and you know tells everybody to stay away from this haunted ground of slaughter and I just I don't like the fact that they immediately kill him off because in the duration of the other films. They start creating these other characters that don't really give off that same vibe and effect that Crazy Ralph did. It's just a small gripe. Something that uh, I always laugh about when I see this film is when the girl gets shot in the butt with a slingshot by the uh, very handsome looking man who's always causing mischief for this girl he shoots the slingshot and the pebble hits her right butt, uh, butt cheek but she grabs the left one and says ow <laughs> I'm like you must Does be... that sum up this entire movie yes I feel like it might <laughs> <laughs> definitely so there's another thing that I wanted to point out and I want you to keep a note of this once we hit part four. Paul says that this is bear country when he's uh, talking to the counselors for the first time and everything, you know, warning them, you know, there's bears out here. So make sure you keep everything clean, you know, and the girl who owns the dog which the dog's name is Muffin. It's so adorable. She completely ne neglects this dog. And the dog is wandering out in the woods for whatever fucking reason. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is bear country. Your dog isn't indoors. And now you're wondering, where the fuck is my dog? 
you, you didn't walk her indoors whatsoever. You just completely neglected your dog. Yeah, totally. And now your, your, your dog is going to die because of that. <laughs> uh, which the dog doesn't. And I love how they uh, make that scene where the dog uh, walks up and it comes face to face with Jason. And they make it seem like, oh, he killed the dog. And the two camp counselors, they come across this corpse and it looks like a dog. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's too mangled to tell. And you're thinking, did he actually kill the dog? But... Jason doesn't kill dogs. He only kills human beings. That's what I love about Jason so much is because he's a dog lover, just like me. Kill humans. Kill, okay. No, no, he doesn't kill dogs whatsoever. Okay. So, like, if you're taking anything into a serious formality from this, ladies and gentlemen, kill humans. Don't kill dogs. Actually, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that whatsoever. Um, but just don't kill dogs. I, I want that whole, like, um, I want that to be a dilemma. Remember when we did our Halloween 2018 episode and we had a long discussion about why didn't Michael Myers kill the baby? Why did he? Why didn't he? Why did they leave it vague? I want, I like movies that do that, you know, mm -hmm. like we're constantly grasping at straws to get to the psychology of the killer. I, I think it'd be... And maybe maybe a movie somewhere down the line in the franchise kind of dabbles in that. I don't know. Yeah. I would love that. I, I think a sequel to the first one could have benefited from adding a bit of that in. Um, the first one was great as it was. Didn't have to be any more or anything less. It was good. I just don't think I could watch that eight times. I couldn't even watch it two times. Right? So I wonder how these films are going to pan out because again i haven't watched any of them beyond the two that we've watched right now so i am curious to see the arc i hope there's more to t if, if the third one's like this one i'm gonna sit here for 20 minutes and have nothing to talk about again you know <laughs> man the more the more we keep thinking about the first one i'm liking it more and more and i'm liking this less and less mm -hmm. even the first one really played with this idea of kids you know running off having sex get, separating from the group and that's their demise like, whatever that means to the movie, if it means anything, that's just such an interesting thing to play with all the time. This didn't do it as much, and when it did, it didn't feel like it had, I don't know, it didn't have the same finality to it. Like, I don't know. I just, it was, I completely understand how you feel, because I feel like, you know, this movie was rushed. This movie was 100% rushed, and it's not a favorite of mine whatsoever, uh, I felt like the ending when she's getting rolled off uh, into the ambulance, I felt like that was just so quick of an ending, not compared to the first one, you know, where she's talking to the police, you know, where's the boy? Um, but an interesting thing about this film is there's more than one survivor. It was unclear the guy died. Right. She was carted off I'm to not, the ambulance. I'm not talking about Paul. Because um, Paul's character, there's just this lingering uh, discussion about what happened to Paul. And nobody really knows what happened to, to Paul. But we all know he died. 
because he wasn't you know being carted off into an ambulance or anything like that uh, but it's not Paul so it's it's Jenny the nerd you remember the nerdy guy that was playing oh, okay. that was playing yeah. the games because when they went off to uh, mm -hmm. go drinking and everything there was a bunch of uh, other faces in this film that you don't see ever again after they go off drinking so that's more than two people I think that's like mm. I think that's up to like five or more I think I think we've officially exhausted this film <laughs> yeah we, we basically skinned this movie alive I don't dislike this movie whatsoever I'm just gonna be honest with you right now but it's not my favorite the thing is, is whenever I watch Friday the 13th, not counting doing episodes like these, whenever I decide I want to watch Friday the 13th, I do a marathon. I watch almost all of them. Uh, besides 8, 9, 10. Oh my god, how many are there? Uh, 12. <laughs> there are 12. Oh, it's going to be a long franchise. <laughs> uh, not including uh, the fan films which there's actually another fan film coming out that i'm really excited about it is called friday the 13th vengeance and uh we get a actual character who was made up for part six but that thing that that scene got completely cut from the movie and it is jason Voorhees's father and fun thing is the guy that's playing Jason Voorhees' father, Elias Voorhees, he actually played Part 6 Jason. Okay. So, and uh, Steve Dash also uh, plays a character in this film before his uh, sad passing. And uh, I don't know if there's any other reoccurring faces from the franchise but that's all i know so far i'm really excited for this film i love the design of that jason and i can't wait for us to actually talk about that film so it's gonna be and and, and the title for it is uh it's not just a fan film so it's in good hands that by that's the name of the movie no, no no the name of the movie is friday the 13th vengeance okay <laughs> they need help with that one <laughs> no it's it's in it's in good hands by uh people who love the franchise um all right uh, that, that's pretty much it for this episode um you know we talked about it it was good <laughs> it was fine we're, we're good uh, we're done with Part two, we'll see part three, see if we can get some more, you know, something we can really sink our teeth into. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We truly appreciate you horror hounds out there. Uh, if you truly enjoy what we're doing, you can find us on Patreon at the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Uh, if you don't have the money to support us that is fine we always you know 
we would love it if you would share this with people who enjoy horror movies and enjoy podcasts that talk about horror movies. Absolutely. So, you know, if you want to stay tuned for the next episode, we're going to keep this franchise going. 